welcome to Whole Brain Teaching, the podcast. Join your host, Rhonda Arl and Laura Forehand. We want to help you as teachers reach your full potential by keeping you up to date with all the latest and best Whole Brain Teaching strategies. Whole Brain Teaching is a grassroots educational reform movement founded by Coach Chris Biffle, Jay Vanderfin, and Chris Rexstad. Whole Brain Teaching's goal is to create peaceful classrooms through orderly fun. To support the podcast, please like and share with other teachers. Thank you for listening and enjoy the podcast. And now, here are Laura and Rhonda. Welcome to Whole Brain Teaching, the podcast. I'm Rhonda Arlt, and I'm so happy to have you guys here today. Hi, I'm Laura Forehand, and it's good to see you today, Rhonda. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we're about to have a really great conversation on today's podcast. We are delighted to have Susanna Austin and Tammy Kirk with us. Welcome to the podcast, ladies. Um, before I have you um, get on a roll with what we're going to talk about today, first, starting with Susanna. We want you to introduce yourself, um, tell us where you teach, how long you've been teaching, and how long you have been teaching using whole brain teaching. So welcome to the podcast, Susanna. That was a lot of questions to hit you with at first, but <laughs> we trust that you will you will do your best to give us every answer you can. All right. Well, thank you very much, Rhonda. We just wanted to n- let you know that Tammy and I are really, really excited about being on the podcast Thank you both for letting us both be on there. My name is Susanna Austin. I am a self-contained fourth grade teacher at Community Christian Academy in sunny Pinellas Park, Florida. I've been in education since 1979, so I'm definitely no novice there. But I am new to whole brain teaching. And this has been my first full year of doing whole brain teaching in the classroom. Wonderful. Um, How about you, Tammy? Well, thank you, ladies, for inviting me also. Um, I've been teaching for 29 years, um, and all of those years I've been in high school and teaching science. Uh, My husband is a retired football coach, and so I'm from all over Texas, um, but currently I'm teaching in a school uh, called Lindale, um, and I had teach 160 high school students every day. Um, and this is my first year also to use whole brain teaching with my high school students. So I have a, I have a little follow-up question for you, Tammy. Um, how do your students respond to whole brain <laughs> teaching being a high school um, teacher? Because sometimes we hear that like, you know, I can see that working for the lower grades, but maybe not so much for the upper grades. So have your students, you know, really taken, have they bought into whole brain teaching? Well, you um, touched right on one of my insecurities when I started, you know, how is this going to go in high school? And um, so I introduced it, um, just I started teaching whole brain teaching to them using whole brain teaching. And so just that small little um, step, I had everybody in. And I will tell you that um, 
I did have to motivate them at the beginning with a little carrot in front of them that said, you know, you're going to get extra credit on your next test if you um, keep your dear teacher happy. And so that's how I got them into it. Um, and once they understood that uh, they took that next test and they did better and didn't even need the extra credit, um, then they were kind of all in. And it really has made a difference. Um, kids have to know what they're talking about in order to teach each other. And it's helped them realize that they can learn better um, using their whole brain. That's awesome because we don't have enough, um, I guess, feedback from those upper grades. So I'm glad to hear that. We're going to keep, um, we're going to continue with you, Tammy, um, on this next question. How did you find whole brain teaching? Oh, gosh, Rhonda. Um, you know, when you've been teaching for a while, you start seeing patterns in your classroom. And maybe you guys have seen this before also, but I kind of started feeling like um, every year was kind of like the movie Groundhog Day because I would see um, the same personalities in my classroom, just different names and different faces. And so probably for the last five years, I've been trying to figure out, should I go back to school and get a degree in psychology? Because then I would be able to reach every kid. Mm -hmm. um, but one day I just went home and I said, well, instead of going to college, what if I just go online and see, is there any way I can use psychology to help my kids learn better? And believe it or not, uh, one of the videos that popped up was Coach B um, using whole brain teaching. And he was teaching his college students. That's what drew me in was the kids were older. And he um, he just got me really motivated um, to just try it with my kids. Um, I really I watched his video and said, I can do that. Mm -hmm. And so I just jumped right in the following week um, and started teaching them all the rules with whole brain teaching. Well, good. That's interesting. Because I mean, I was kind of at the same point. I had taught for many years before I had started whole brain teaching. And I was to the point that I was maybe going to get out of education completely until I found it. So Susanna, what is your whole brain teaching story? Well, <clears throat> I found whole brain teaching in the spring of 2022. So just a year ago, I don't really remember where I first, you know, found it. But I know it, it was all on the internet. So it kind of was in in and intertwined in with the website, which is just wonderful. And YouTube, which is great to be able to watch what people are doing in their classrooms and definitely on Facebook. And so I went back, there was four weeks of school left and I started with class. Yes. And magic um, mirror words and just the rules. And the difference I saw in my class in those four weeks not just academically, but just that the um, team that we became we became was enough to tell me that this is what I wanted to do the next year. So I think that's a good point. It does not have to be started at the beginning of the school yeah. year. And like when I started it, it was after it was our second semester. So that's important for our listeners to remember. Definitely. And Suzanne, I just wanted to say that like I draw inspiration from you because you have been teaching since you said 1979. And yes, yeah. And so like, I'm not going to do the math. 
here on the podcast, but that's a while. And the fact that you are um, still trying to go, how can I do teaching better, you know, and trying something new when a lot of times we're, we're like creatures of habit and we want to continue to do it the same way because that's the way we've always done it. Right. So um, just thank you for that message that, you know, it doesn't matter how long you've been teaching, we can still learn um, new avenues of teaching and, and better ways to reach our kids. So starting with you, Susanna. um, So tell us what was teaching like before using whole brain teaching? Well, okay. So my idea of a classroom before whole brain teaching was a very much teacher led classroom, a lot of lecture, but a lot of illustrations, but all the illustrations were led by me. Um, I had treasure chest, classroom money, candy jars. It was good. Trust me. I, I think I, I've always said I can teach anybody anything, but it just wasn't great. Yeah, I think I can relate to that. I mean, prior to whole brain teaching, you know, I think we all had those treasure, treasure chests <laughs> and M&Ms and Skittles and all the things. Um, how about you, Tammy? Well, when you talk about a high school classroom, um, you know, before whole brain teaching, I had struggled some motivating kids to do just the the simple stuff, like bringing your iPad to class and having it charged and all those things that are so frustrating as a teacher. Um, I had found um, a website that I used called Classcraft, and I had actually gamified my classroom before I found whole brain teaching. Classcraft allows the students to each become a character. Um, They have health points, experience points, they have action points. Um, They level up by doing what I asked them to do in class. Um, And then they, every time they level up, they gain more powers, the ability to use their headphones, um, the ability to skip a homework assignment, that kind of thing, the kind of thing that motivates high school kids (laughs) is what I was using. Um, But it really didn't uh, bleed over into my teaching. Um, It was just a, um, you know, a classroom management, behavior management tool. And so I was always still looking for a way to get kids engaged. And some of the frustrations as a teacher is teaching for a week over a topic and then giving them a quiz and nobody knows anything about what we covered for the whole week. And it's just so frustrating um, that uh, I was always looking for something uh, that would help me with my lessons also. And so I was really excited when I came across whole brain teaching because it does both for me. Um, It helps me with the behavior management. And it also, um, allows, uh, you know, me to be able to motivate and help them uh, stay engaged in the lessons that I'm teaching. And so, I mean, it's just the best of both worlds. Um, and I, I have to share a story of a student um, that at the beginning of the school year, um, we do an all about me project 
And she was so scared to do that in front of her classmates that she asked me if she could come do it during lunch. And I said, that's fine. You know, I understand, you know, I don't want to give anybody a panic attack. Um, so we worked that out at the beginning of the year. But uh, once I introduced whole brain teaching, this student stood up in front of her whole class on her own, volunteered, and taught us how to do a really hard chemistry problem. And everybody in the room was just amazed. And I just, I had to even contact her parents and tell her what an amazing day her mom had to tell her mom what an amazing day it was. It's what we call teacher heaven. When you can find a way to get kids to step out of their comfort zone and work hard for you, it's, it's perfect. And, um, I stole that phrase, teacher heaven from coach B, as you all know. Um, and I just, I can't imagine going back. Can I jump in? Really? Oh, go ahead, Rhonda. I can definitely agree. I mean, I would never teach without it. And your story brought into mind a story of one of my shyest girls in class going up and teaching a lesson in front of the class. I was just so proud for her. Your, I mean, your heart just melts because mm -hmm. she would barely say any words and then to get up in front of her, her classmates. I mean, it's amazing. Laura, and what I, did you want to say? Yeah, I just, I think it's like the whole, one of the big premise of whole brain teaching is creating this safety piece, right? Um, a no fear classroom, as Andre Desitel calls it, you know, where, we are cheerleaders for one another rather than, I mean, I know teaching second grade, the very first day that school starts and somebody makes a mistake, kids are laughing. And it's in that moment that I say, in this classroom, we're going to say, you're still cool because, you know, we all make mistakes. We go through all that. So I think that is a huge piece of it, Tammy. And I think that's, you know, the beauty, you see that beauty, right? In your classroom, I'm sure Susanna, you do too. You see that beauty where kids um, feel safe, maybe even for the first time to share what they know. Right. So there's a lot, there's many, many, many elements and strategies of whole brain teaching. And we want to ask you both this question, because there might be some teachers that are hesitant to try it out. But um, Tammy, what hesitations did you have starting whole brain teaching? Well, Rhonda, I think I already shared a little bit about just um, not wanting to look like the idiot in front of the room um, where, you know, I was going to stand up and teach them that um, we're going to use a new way of uh, talking to each other. When I say class, you say yes. Let's try it. And so I was really nervous um, that I was going to say class and they were all going to say crickets. Nothing. Um, but I will tell you, it worked out um, just fine. And um, my hesitation after that moment was nothing. I mean, at that point, as soon as I knew they were willing to respond to me and um, keep their dear teacher happy, um, it, it just I wasn't nervous about anything after that. So I guess my biggest hesitation was just myself being right. nervous. Um, not, not anything besides that. 
it sounds when you're learning it, it kind of sounds, you know, so abstract and you, you have this fear of failure, I think sometimes. And then once you jump into it and see how it works, you're just amazed. So Su- Susanna, how about you? What hesitations did you have? Yeah, well, my biggest hesitation was very similar to Tammy's. And it happened about two weeks before the start of this school year. And I had my whole room decorated at our school each teacher picks a theme for the year and decorates their room. Well, my whole room was whole brain teaching. I had the scoreboard up. I had all my virtues and my rules and my um, super improver all locked. And my drawer was full of cards that I spent all summer printing and cutting out for the trading cards. And two weeks before school started, it just hit me. Can I really do this? Will I fall back on my old methods of just lecturing? What am I going to do with all of this stuff? Are the kids going to buy in? Can I keep it up all year long? And I'm just telling you, it was, it was a fear that just gripped my soul. And I thought, maybe it's better if I just don't do this at all instead of try and fail. And I reached out immediately to Sister Beth. I think a lot of us know know her. She is a, is a great encouragement of other teachers. And I just told her everything I felt. And she just came back, you know, you've got grit, you can do this. And I, I believed her. And I did it. And I actually had the very best first day of school I've ever had. And I've had a lot of first days of schools. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's, that's a neat story. And I think our community says a lot, you know, we're here to support mm. one another. Now, I just want to ask a quick question. Are both of you the only ones in your building doing whole brain teaching? Yes, yeah. I have to say, um, and it is, uh, it is the Facebook groups um, that Susanna and I found each other on. Um, we've become great friends um, just knowing that we're not there alone. We always have each other to reach out to at the end of a day when uh, we just want to bounce ideas off each other. It's been wonderful. And um, I think we're kind of alluding to the fact that these Facebook groups exist, um, but they really are. I've been, I've heard them called the happiest place on Facebook. And um, I have to agree. Uh, Lots of support there. Yes, I I also am the only teacher in my school, and I can't shut up about it. Uh, I talk about it all the time, and I I don't understand. A a few teachers are interested. I think that they just don't want to pay the price and, and, you know, spend the summer preparing for it and learning learning a new trick. It's hard to teach old dogs new tricks, but um, yes, I am the only one, and and my poor husband has heard the brain lecture so many times. And I've even at Sunday dinner had to try to get my attention of my families by saying mirror words, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's become, it's really become my life. And well, I am the only one. I think listeners need to realize that because a lot of us are the only ones in our building. Um, I was, and, you know, they were interested, but I don't think want to invest the time and effort it took to, to do all of it. 
Um, a lot did components of it, mm-hmm. but nobody did it 100%. And then um, slowly, I think there's been some other teachers. I just don't know how much that they've done in the other building. So, you know, it can be done, even though you're the only teacher. Yeah, and I was the only teacher as well at my at the first school I taught and where I found whole brain teaching. And so um, I think I think that's an important message that you both have, that it can be done. Um and you're not going to necessarily find the support at your school for it, but you do have these whole, these whole brain teaching communities um, that you can find support. And I love that you guys found your friendship uh, through the Facebook pages because Rod and I found <laughs> our friendship through whole brain teaching as well. And like, I can't imagine doing this or... I mean, I know Rhonda's retired, but she is still my sounding board when it comes to whole brain teaching. And I am super grateful for that. So that's just another component as you make some truly lifelong friends who are your best cheerleaders. So when you need it. So when you decided to implement whole brain teaching, what was the easiest part to implement? Um, Susanna, let's start with you. What was the easiest part of whole brain teaching for you to implement? Well, I think I would definitely have to say it's the magic circle. It just made a lot of sense to me. Breaking your lesson down into little chunks and then checking for comprehension before you move on and weaving manners into it. It just made a lot of sense. And it it just is a great way to give any lesson. The other day I posted on Facebook about a little girl that had wrote, wrote me a note on the bottom of her spelling paper that spelling is fun. And I, I said, you know, how I used whole brain teaching the magic circle in, in spelling. And a couple of teachers asked me, well, how can you do that? How can you do that? Well, anything, just, just break the word up and, and spell it kind of silly. Mm-hmm. I know we use the word enormous. And, and so we would sing the end, M-O-U-S. And we go like, because a mouse isn't enormous. Mm. And just, you know, breaking that into small chunks, checking for comprehension and weaving those manners in. I love the magic circle. Yeah, I agree. What about you, Tammy? What was the easiest part for you? Well, I feel like I'm on repeat. Class, yes, was the easiest thing to implement. (laughs) Um, But if I change the question to my favorite, uh, it would be super improver. Uh, As soon as I put that stack of levels on the wall, I had kids that were asking lots of questions and I had to tell them, you know, that's something that you're not quite ready for. You had to build up this anticipation for super improver. And um, it has really motivated every kid um, to work harder. Even the kid that sits over there won't do any kind of mirror words with you. Um, You can always motivate them to do one thing different and earn a star for the whole class. Mm -hmm. It's all about improvement and improving from where they are. Um, Every kid is at a different spot when you, when they come into your room and what the goal is and super improver helps with this is to get everybody higher or farther along than when they came in. And it's amazing. It really does make all the difference. And so, yeah, the, 
the the one that I uh, thought was the easiest was class yes, but my favorite is definitely super improver. Yeah, I love that we're having this conversation with a fourth grade teacher and a high school teacher because I think so many times we do either or. And so this is really nice to kind of get both of your perspectives on how these strategies can work, whether you are in elementary or in high school. So yeah, I'm super appreciative of the conversation we're having today. Okay, so let me flip this around a little bit. Tammy, uh, what would you say was the most difficult to implement when it came to whole brain teaching? Well, um, I feel like the, the very first day I used scoreboard to motivate my kids by telling them, you just got to keep your teacher happy. But I noticed that uh, I really would not be consistent with scoreboard. And so um, as, as great of a tool as that is, um, it has been the most difficult for me to be consistent with. Um, and if anybody's new to whole brain teaching, scoreboard is just um, a T-chart in the front of the room. Um, one side is a happy face and the other side is a sad face. Um, it might be like for me, sometimes I use words that are current with the kids. And so the kids nowadays, W Riz means you're cool. L Riz means that you're not. So we use words that are current with the kids, but it's just a, a way to keep score. Um, if you ask the kids to uh, do mirror words and half of them are with you, you give them you know, a sad face point and it goes back and forth. But uh, what happens with me is I get busy teaching my lesson and I forget to walk over there to the scoreboard, give them that reinforcement. And by the end of class, I mean, a 45 minute class, I'll look over there and there's three lines on my scoreboard. Um, so that's just something that I am working on. I now have my name on the super improver wall. And so that's one thing that the kids are going to help me motivate myself to do better. And I'm going to ask them every day, um, help me figure out when it comes to the scoreboard, uh, I want to do, uh, I want to do better than yesterday. I want to make my alpha hawk prouder compared to how I did yesterday. And then maybe they'll even ask me, what is an alpha hawk? There you go. <laughs> and I know with scoreboard too, I mean, I was inconsistent and, you know, I'd had a rough day and at the end of the day, I'd look up the scoreboard, you know, and there was barely you know any points on there. So, you know, I felt like it was my fault, but then once I kind of put my name on that super improver, I mean, the kids would talk about, oh, you need a star, Mrs. Arlton. And I'd ask them why. And I'm like, I didn't use that scoreboard as well as I wanted to, you know, I'm going to try to do better. So then they would see when I did better, you've earned that star now. So I, could, I totally get that on the scoreboard, but I loved having that scoreboard in my classroom. I don't know that I could have not had it in there. <laughs> Susanna, what was the most difficult for you to implement? Well, the most difficult and, and still remains to this day, is not negatively focusing on my beloved rascals. And I think that for so many years in a classroom, um, it's just been ingrained in me to nip it in the bud. You know, just take that beloved rascal and put him in his place. Uh, demerits, sentences, loss of playground time, whatever it takes. And it's like with whole brain teaching, I've had to do a 180 degree turn and not focus on that beloved rascal. 
And actually the scoreboard is the thing that helps you with that because on a scoreboard, you're looking for what you do want in a whole group or, you know, what they could improve on as a group, but you're never, ever, ever, you know, focusing on that one kid. Well, everybody did great, but Timmy, so turtle point, you know, that, that keeps you from doing that. And I think that was been the hardest time. I still fail at it. Um, but more often not, not just like you ladies said, the days I did fail at it, I look at my scoreboard and there's very few points up there. So I like how you mentioned you, I mean, with homebrain teaching, you have to change that focus of those goggles. You know, you look at things completely differently. And I think that's what makes it successful. Yeah, definitely. So we always like to ask our guests this next question. What is your favorite whole brain teaching strategy? So Susanna, we'll let you go first. So what is your favorite, or maybe you have a couple favorite whole brain teaching strategies? I think my very favorite strategy is having a student-led classroom. And I remember the first time that coach said, well, let's try to get it 95-5. And I thought, wow, you know, and now he's saying (laughs) 99-1. But um, having a student-led classroom has been great. Each week, one of my students is what we call the rule review leader. And they lead a a review rule of their choice every time we come back in the classroom. So first thing in the morning, after lunch, after recess, after music, they come in and I don't even have to remind them. I just sit down at my desk and they go up and they do any anyone they want to. And then the student-led review, whenever it's material that we've already taught, but we wanna review it before we move on, I love just calling on a student and have them go up front and say, thank you, class, and mirror words. And, and it, they come up with the craziest teach. You know, they pound on their desk 20 times and clap seven and, and stomp their foot once. But boy, the kids just, they, they really do learn from their peers better than they learn from us. Mm-hmm. Well, and it just adds so much funtricity. And they're taking ownership of their learning. Right. Yeah. Which I think is huge. And once they're taking ownership of their learning in, you know, a student led classroom that you're like, you're talking about, I mean, yeah, I I think sometimes they would rather hear their, their peers teach something probably 99% of the time over me teaching something. So um, what about you, Tammy? It's been your favorite. Well, let me just compliment Susanna on her choice of words. She said that her goal is 99-1. And if you remember, she said that her previous classroom was her teaching all the time. So kudos to you, 10 finger woo, all of that, Susanna. Great job. Um, So in a high school classroom, you know, I have uh, seven different classes coming in. Every 45 minutes, I get a new group of kids. And so because of that, my favorite is the daily rule review. Um, it's because I get a whole new group of kids come in. And I also have a um, rule leader each week. Um, and so the thing that I do every 
about three or four weeks is I changed the expectation of the rule review. So it started out, you know, just straightforward, all of the rules in order. Then it was call out um, where they were calling out a number and the class had to call it back. All of the different rule reviews we do are timed. And so in high school, uh, that is one way they can get an immediate super improver star to start the day is they can beat their previous time. And so that has just become what you mentioned, funtricity. I mean, every day they just have a great time doing that. Um, and it builds um, so that our rule review now um, is even including wonder words. Uh, our rule review has brainies in it. And if you're not familiar with what those things are, um, it's just an amazing way to get kids to think on their own. Um, and we use rules to do it. It's just amazing to get that critical thinking going right at the beginning of class. So that would be my favorite is the rule review. It's sometimes hard to pick a favorite. I usually have a couple that it's just like, wow, I couldn't do this at all without doing all three of these. But so we've all been newbies when it comes to whole brain teaching. Um, what tips or advice could you give someone starting out? Tammy, let's start with you. Yeah, well, I think we've mentioned it, um, but I would definitely, if you were new to whole brain teaching, um, ask you to just dive into that website. Um, the website, uh, wholebrainteaching.com, it has been organized so well, starting from the top left to the top right. It just steps you through what to do on day one. And you can basically stay on day one for a while until you're comfortable and then just keep moving across the website and learning more and more and more. Um, but one of the things that's on that website is certification. Um, and the bronze certification is so amazing because what it does is it um, puts you in a position to learn what's on the website, right? Um, and so you are basically, you dive into this gamification version of learning. Um, it draws you in um, and it focuses you on improvement um, because the first time you get in there for bronze certification and you try it, you're going to be like, oh man, I need to go back to that website and learn some more. And it's just set up so well. Um, I'm, I'm sure that uh, you guys know a few people that were involved in creating that. Um, but it was really fun to do the bronze um, certification. And, you know, it, it will get you to the point where you're going to feel comfortable in the classroom because um, not only have you learned about whole brain teaching and all the different um, avenues you can go down with whole brain teaching, um, but you actually have a certificate you can frame and put on the wall um, and your kids, uh, you know, will know that you don't just do this. You actually have been certified to do this. Um, and uh, that's, that's definitely what I would suggest to newbies. Um, I can't skip over the fact that Facebook groups are there too. And if you go to the website, there's links to all the different age level face groups, Facebook groups. Um, and they are, it's just, you know, like I said, it's the happiest place on Facebook. So go jump in there too. All right. Well, thank you. What advice or tips could you give Susanna? Well, pretty much the same, but <clears throat> I would definitely, first of all, say join every single one of those Facebook groups. 
just because you're a fourth grade teacher, don't fail to go ahead and do the, the high school ones. It's, it's inspirational to know that maybe my kids, when they leave me, will be able to have whole brain teaching taught to them in a high school some, somewhere. Um, then I would say definitely building on what Tammy said about the certification. Once you get that bronze, um, go on for silver. Silver makes you sit back and really reflect on what you're already doing in your classroom. And it forces you to articulate it in a way on paper, first of all, to get that 10 out of 10 on that rubric, but um, to put it down in an organized fashion with the goal that maybe someday your administrator will say, hey, why don't you share with some of the, your fellow teachers what's going on in your classroom? And you'd be ready. You'd have your plans ready. Just pull out one of your certificates and teach it. So. Definitely Facebook groups, all of the Facebook groups, and and then go on for that certification. I'm so glad you touched on certification. I was going to bring that up. You're both silver certified, and but you're both going for gold, correct? Are you in the? Yeah, you're <laughs> we, going. We are. We are, and it's a lot more involved than than you think it is. It's you know really really the best thing that we either of us have ever done to, to think that it's a free personal development, mm -hmm. professional development that um, Nancy is both of our, our advisors mm -hmm. and the detail that she goes into helping us um, so that we can become better. It's, it's, um, it's indispensable. Yeah, I agree. Tammy, do you have anything else to add to that? Oh gosh, it has been the most, enjoyable experience. Um, it does feel a little bit like open heart surgery sometimes, but um, we cannot grow as teachers if we're not willing to welcome people in to see what we really are doing. Um, and it's, it's definitely worth it. Um, and so I would just encourage anybody that, um, you know, I, I, kind of started certification because I wanted to have a little bit of hashtag on the Facebook group to make people, you know, know that I care enough to get certified in this. Um, so that's what I would say is it just, it gives you a little more credibility, um, you know, whenever you're talking on a Facebook group, but it also um, just really pushes you to become better and better. And I've never been in that kind of learning environment before where it was so one-on-one. -on -one. And so I cherish all of that. Um, every time that I get that opportunity with my instructor, Nancy, she's really good at telling you what you did right. And then asking you what you need to improve on. And guess what? I come up with what I need to improve on because, you know, I, half the times I don't even turn in my video because I say, Nancy, I don't need to turn this in. I know what you're going to say. <laughs> so jump in there and go for it. It's really a great experience. Yeah. Nancy is amazing. Oh, I was just going to say the same thing. And it is a little bit like you described. It is a little bit like open heart surgery because here we are being very vulnerable with our, our teaching and we're in process of learning how to do it a better way. And, and sometimes in the videos that we share when we're going for gold is, you know, we may have some remnants of the old way that we taught. So, but Nancy 
has, I mean, talk about a heart for and a passion for whole brain, not only whole brain teaching, but whole brain teachers. She really does have a heart and a passion for that. And she will just lead you in the most grace-filled, loving way. And I mean, Rhonda and I can attest to that as well because she was our mentors when we were going through certification as well. So um, I'm just really grateful that you guys brought up certification because it is, if nothing else, bronze, right? Like you said, Tammy, you're going to learn all about the website and all about whole brain teaching and all the different facets of whole brain teaching. And if that's as far as you go, that's awesome. That's going to just add considerably to your classroom. Um, and the, the beautiful thing is, and Rhonda handles bronze certification. So you'll get a chance to, you know, talk to her or, you know, she'll send you your certificate. Um, certificate out after I verify those scores. That's right. But just, you know, to think about how much it's going to add to your classroom. And the good, the thing is, is that once you start, there's not an expiration date. So if it takes you five years to go silver, it takes you five years to go silver. No shame in that um, because you're just going to be learning so much along the way. So, I mean, this has been a great conversation. It's been wonderful to have both of you on the podcast to talk to you and get to know you a little bit more and what you love about whole brain teaching. I know that there will be listeners who can relate to many aspects of your story um, because I find that Rhonda and I, as we're talking, have been able to relate so much of your journey as well. Our passion for starting this podcast was to help teachers. So we would just want to thank you both for helping us to do that today. Yes, most definitely. Remember to check out the website, like we talked about earlier, at wholebrainteaching.com for more information about Whole Brain Teaching. And you can also check out the free resources on the Whole Brain Teaching official store on Teachers Pay Teachers. And once again, thank you, ladies, for being with us today. And thank you to all our listeners for joining us today. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share this podcast with all your teacher friends and administrators. We are extremely, excuse me, we are extremely grateful for each and every one of you. And until next time, bye.